The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Good day to everyone and welcome Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodder and Nora Moncafi, but... The one and only Jake Watrova. And Jake, I think you haven't missed an episode in a very long time. I haven't. I've been trying to miss an episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, well, I just want to just let you know that I'm just really dedicated to this. And unlike you and Armand, who, you know, go on trips to Cuba or go on trips to, uh, where was he? They missed an episode. Norman to see the, that terrible army versus Oklahoma uh, college football game in September or August, whenever it was unlike you two, I'm just, I'm just so dedicated to the show and you know, I, I wish you guys would kind of pick up the slack. So to say, yeah, there you go. Um, shots fired listeners. Give us nothing but a five-star rating because we are the premier soccer podcast in all of this land. Hit the subscription button. Find us on any major podcast platform. Recently added to Spotify. Follow us on the gram at, was it Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast? And, I think so. you know, the Twitter machine's always been rolling, always tweeting at us, Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. We love your thoughts, even if it's hate, at hate mail. You know, we there's been a trend where every week somebody gets hate mail. We'll see who it is this week. There's only two of us, so there's a 50 50 shot, Jake, that it's you again. It's. It's well, it's probably more so like eighty twenty of me. So, <laughs> uh, but for today's episode and what we're going to be doing here throughout the MLS playoffs is going to release little episodes, mini shows, you know, that aren't going to be that long in length, but are going to get to the core with the latest news, the freshest takes regarding MLS playoffs. And Jake, it's been eight days since we've recorded, but. Let's take the last week here of MLS playoffs, put it into context. Overall, has this been a good product? I think it's been a mixed bag. I think you've had some lousy games. I, I think, you know, case in point, the Columbus-New York Red Bull game was a little bit of a snooze fest. But then on the flip side of the coin, you also had the DC United-Columbus match, which went into uh, PKs, which I thought was a, was a very good football match. Do you, do you agree? No, I think the DC crew game was fantastic. But I've come to the realization here that MLS's product on the field is rather irrelevant. Okay? The, the Why do you po- say that? Because what matters is how many asses are in the seats. And this is regardless of where the game is played. It could be a Champions League game. But it is rather boring to watch soccer without the fans. Soccer needs the fan as much as the fans need the 
the talented players in front of yeah you can have moments of brilliance without fans but when you see the stadium rocking when you have beer getting thrown up in the air at LAFC where the game gets suspended that I'm sorry but I take that as a uh, as somewhat of a good thing okay because you know what People are going to tune into the television, and if they flipped on LAFC and they wondered, okay, what's going on here? They're not playing. Oh, wow, the fans have suspended the game. Wow, that's incredible. Maybe I'll check it out. What's going on here? Or when the stadium is rocking, you know, at Audi Field, literally shaking, and you can see the TV camera, and you can feel it through the way that I don't know who called the game. Was it John Strong and uh, Stu? Sounds right. Let's go with it. I some tweet at us, Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. If I get that completely wrong, at this point it's irrelevant. But they they mentioned the stadium literally shaking. That is good. That's awesome. Okay, the nothing. It did not matter the fact that the game went to PKs and it was two two. Yeah, it added extra flair. But the crew in Atlanta United one year ago. Had a fantastic game, and that went to PKs too, and I think that was scoreless, correct? Yeah, I believe it was either scoreless or 1-1. And I remember that match because there was a lot of good, even though it was a low-scoring affair, there was still a lot of good uh, moments in that match. No, yeah, absolutely. And that was, think about it, why was that game so significant? Why did that, why was that game such a talking point across the league? It was it ended 0-0. It went to PKs. It was the fact that 70,000 showed up. It was all about the fans, Jake. All about the fans. And we've talked about the growth of this sport. But it is central that it is built off the back of the fans and how many asses show up to the stadium. Because when I flipped the television and... Thank God Portland versus FC Dallas was not on Fox or ESPN. You thought, what am I watching? It's a it's a PR nightmare for MLS to put that on a national network and be like, yeah, this is uh, Division One soccer in America, and this is a playoff game, and 10,000 people showed up. Well, I, <laughs> the one thing MLS had going with that, match the portland and dallas match was it wasn't on espn and fs1 that's the one bright thing that happened to mls during that first game but think think about the juxtaposition by the way between wednesday and thursday it was as if they were in two separate leagues it was like one was playing fourth tier soccer and the other one was playing premier soccer no you're absolutely right steven you're absolutely right it almost had it, those first two matches almost had like a USL feel to them. You know what I mean? With like with all the empty seats and it, it was it was quiet. Uh, it, it definitely had that lower division feel to it compared to the the games in the following day where you had uh, looked to be looked to be a sellout at uh, at Audi Field, and then you <laughs> go to Bank of California Field and you got the the supporter section throwing things at Nick Ramondo and they had a suspend play and. You could just really feel the passion and and, and the uh, just the energy coming through your TV. Whereas the games on Wednesday, it was just it was like what is what is this, like a high school soccer game? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um. And I want to mention, listeners, uh, the word that got shouted during the match: terrible look on the fans, disgusting. That should definitely not happen. 
uh, as well as throwing stuff on the field. It's one thing if you throw beer up in the air. It's another thing if you throw cups at players. Like, come on, guys. We don't need this hooliganism in MLS. Yeah, we can have passion and we can have a lot of fun and there could be a lot of banter. But come on. I think we needed to make sure that we get that point across that take some responsibility for your actions. And uh, 32-52, uh, well, they, they're not going to be again around till next season. So we'll see if something changes. Yeah, but let's talk about the attendance here, Jake, because this is really, I find, ironic here is yet NYCFC last Wednesday played the Union. They won 3-1. Game was at Yankee Stadium, attendance of 15,000. That's Sunday prior, just three days prior, the final game of the regular season. NYCFC beat Philly by the same scoreline of three to one. But can you guess the attendance for that game? Say somewhere between twenty five and thirty thousand. Twenty six thousand, just above twenty six thousand. Now, why? I don't understand. How the hell does NYCFC? get less of an attendance in an MLS playoff game than it does regular season. And the Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast tweeted out something coming from you, Jake. Do you want to remind the listeners of what you said? Major League Soccer is the only league in this country where its attendance numbers are better in the regular season than they are in the playoffs. I, I mean, point in case right here. Same teams were playing, three days apart. The Union probably didn't even need to travel down back south to Philly unless they really wanted to. It wasn't that long of a road trip, so fine. But 15K? FC Dallas, Portland, 10,000. Steven, can you tell me the MLS average for attendance this season? Well, let's let's talk about those two clubs there. According to Soccer Stadium Digest.com. FC Dallas averaged 15,000 throughout the season for 2018. I get it. I get it, Jake. Halloween night, Wednesday. Are the, the kids want to go trick-or-treating. They also only had three days to market the game. Fine, but you would expect more than what? Their average to come out for this? Like, who do we blame here more? The fans or the team or the league for the freaking lack of of communication, the lack of promotion, the lack of marketing, and the fact that they have this MLS playoff schedule is uh, spread out through 30-plus days. I forget what the number is. Tweet me if I get it wrong, at Steven Jodrand, uh, at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Let us know. Fill us in with information here. It is – what is MLS doing here? It, it's as if they can't get anything right. Everything just goes so wrong for them. And the individual clubs, it gets even worse. NYCFC, Jake, guess what their season average was? 26,000. Really? You're going to guess that high? Yeah. 23,000. 23,000. You act like I was like, I said like 75,000 people or something. Well, we've known the last several years NYCFC's attendance has dipped. Sure, but 26,000 is a modest number, I think, for playing in Yankee Stadium. But carry on with what you're gonna, the point you're trying to make. So this is a disaster, okay? Just a, a flat-out disaster. 
Then you get Thursday, right? DCU, uh, yeah, DC United versus Columbus. Audi Field. Game finishes 2-2. Goes in the PKs. We know the story. 20K showed up. Max House. Actually, it's 20,600, but it's maxed out. LAFC, 22K, maxed out. Great. Fantastic. Okay, like I said, the juxtaposition is there. But let's fast forward to Sunday. Okay, you had a little more time to space out the games. You had four of them. Jake, only one of those games was a sellout. One. And this is the conference semifinals. What are we doing here? I blame as much the fans that they don't show up to support their club, particularly all you Columbus Crew fans. Because the last year, I've gotten nothing but all the Crew fans love their team. Yet, I rag on FC Dallas just as much for the lack of attendance. Huh? The Revs. Yeah, they play at a fo- uh, yeah American football stadium. They they average pretty crappy numbers. Colorado, terrible numbers. The Orlando City, disaster of a club on the field. They dipped in average too. But for the last year, I've heard nothing but Columbus Crew fans tell me how f- passionate they are. 12,892 show up for their playoff game? After the announcement that the team's going to stay? Are you kidding me? Yeah, tweet at me. I, I, I can hear it, Jake. I can already hear it coming. But this is just, what are you doing, fans? Because if you love your club, you just found out the news, I would have bought a ticket immediately, you know? Because this is the playoffs. This is when it matters. This is what MLS sells. Yeah, no relegation, but we got the playoffs. So great. You just beat DC United at DCU. Come on now, folks. Burhalter's link with the U.S. men's national team. You have got decent players on the field. Jassy Sardes has a resurgence this past season. And 12,892 show up? Are you kidding me? Jake, are you freaking kidding me? RSL, 14K show up. You'll get a word. NYCFC, 19K show up. So they increased compared to uh, from Wednesday, but it's not the 26 that showed up for the final regular season game. And then Portland playing Seattle, you expect that to be a sellout. Great. Fantastic. But the the numbers at RSL, FC Dallas, Columbus, NYCFC, what are we doing? This is a joke. Do, do you think our, uh, the New York Red Bulls are going to have a, a sold-out Red Bull Arena when it comes around for leg two, Jake? Because I don't, based on the Hell numbers no. I, here. I think I saw earlier today their attendance this year was down 11% from last year. So what what makes me think that they're going to have a, a sold-out Red Bull Arena? I, I feel like Red Bull Arena only sells out when they're playing New York City FC. And I don't know what... I. I I'm gonna, I don't understand why these games don't sell out for playoff games. And I don't want to hear the excuses. I don't want to hear, well, you know, we only had three days to kind of figure out what we're going to do. That's BS. I call it BS. It's BS. It's Columbus. What are you doing at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock on the Eastern, uh, Eastern time zone? What are you doing at 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon? What are you doing? Watching the Ohio Browns? St- Ohio- <laughs> no, you're not watching the Browns because no one is watching the Browns. You're not going to an Ohio State football game. You don't got to compete against that. 
I don't what you're gonna what with the Blue Jackets playing is that is that the excuse? What, like what are we still is is it because Precourt owns a team and we're well you know we're gonna support our boys but if that guy's owning the team well then I well I guess I guess that uh, that message doesn't really hold too much water now does it? And, and, and I'm sorry. not done yet. Hold on. Okay, a second here. I'll let you go. I just don't and I'm not I'm not trying to single out crew fans. It, it just. It just really irks me that I've been told that this is the best fan base in MLS, and then we we barely we get just under thirteen thousand for a playoff game. After a few weeks ago, the team uh, was in negotiations to selling the team to a local ownership group to keep the club in Columbus. I was shocked that the Minnesota United match a match that still had playoff implications. The Columbus crew could have missed the playoffs theoretically if they would have lost that game and Montreal would have won. That looked like it was about 50% full. You go out to Sunday's game, that looked like Matt Free was about 70% full. I might be uh, being generous there. I don't understand where the lack of support is. And the same for RSL and NYCFC. I don't understand how Major League Baseball, when they do their playoffs, they give teams... Two, three days notice. Take, for instance, the Houston Astros, when they opened their uh, the ALDS against the Cleveland Indians, had about three days to, quote-unquote, promote and make it known to the fan base that they were playing a playoff game. That they were... T- t- they filled Minute Maid Park up for a weekday afternoon playoff game. And it's not... A, 19,000 people like most of these MLS stadiums hold about 50 to 60,000. So let, let's put it in con- context. The Why? Crew- Why can't we sell out MLS games? What the, what's going on? <laughs> crew fan, uh, crew fans, Columbus crew averaged 12,447 in 2018, uh, which I guess is their average for the playoff game. So I guess they did something better than NYCFC did. RSL, Jake, guess what they averaged during the regular season? I'll say about 18,000. 18,601. So, yeah, I mean, what, what do you expect from these teams? Who do we blame? Who do we blame? Do we blame the team? Do we blame the league? Do we blame the fans? FC Dallas, could you imagine the joke the disaster it would be if Dan Hunt said, yeah, FC Dallas, we have the best fans in the league. I mean, everybody would be mocking him. Bob Kraft or Jonathan Kraft comes out going, yeah, we have the best fans in MLS. Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. Cronky with the Rapids. Yeah, we have the best fans in MLS. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't show up for these games. MLS has a real issue with putting people into these stadiums. And and it's an issue with 1.0s. It was on the it was talked about at halftime with one of the games on on Thursday. I don't remember who it was, but they talked about it at halftime about the 1.0s and the disadvantage they have. Guess what? Yes, NYCFC came in uh, came in you know only a couple years ago, but they're starting to slip like to a 1.0s because they have no infrastructure. They don't have their own stadium. It, it, playing at Yankee Stadium is a disaster. It looks terrible. The fans are not even spread out evenly, so you don't even know who's in the stands. FC Dallas, 1.0. Columbus Crew, 1.0 team. They make the playoffs. They struggle. RSL uh, came in, what, 2005? 
I don't know where they are on the scales of 1.0s or 2.0s or whatever it may be. They've averaged, you know, 18,000-something over this past season. Yet, on a Sunday night, only 14,000-something show up. I mean, this is a disaster, okay? And this is why I said at, at, at the beginning of today's show why the product on the field is kind of useless and meaningless and you can talk about it all you want but it's not going to make a damn difference if you don't have sellout stadiums where when you turn it on the television you attract the neutrals saying this is fun okay all you have to do is look at Thursday I was captivated by the national anthem LAFC belted out as one team that was awesome I was captivated the fact that DC United had the stadium rocking I tuned into FC Dallas Portland and I wanted to turn it off. Why? Because there was nobody in the stadiums. It was like, why should I watch this? Who cares what happens? And you know what, Stephen? I'm going to cut you off here real quick. I think that also is kind of a microcosm of why uh, the uh, why MLS chooses to put Atlanta United on damn near every national TV broadcast, especially when they're playing at home. You look like look Atlanta United. You, you, you let's just let's just forget about the style of football they play. Let's just forget about that. You put an Atlanta United home match on national TV, at worst, what? You got 48,000 people in the stands? More than that. They want to average. That's why I'm saying at worst. At worst. But you put that on TV, that atmosphere, that raucous crowd. You put that on Fox. You put that on ESPN. That's what you, That's what MLS needs to be putting out there. Not FC Dallas. Not Real Salt Lake. Not Columbus Crew. Not New York Red Bull. That's why Atlanta United is on TV every single weekend. And I'm sick and tired of hearing MLS fans complain about it. Like, oh, we only get to see Atlanta United. Well, because they're the only team worth marketing in the damn league, for Christ's sake. Um, yeah, I mean, there there are other markets, I would say, equal. LAFC, you know. You get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, LAFC, I, I do. Seattle, and Portland. That's about it. That That's your list right there. You know, I have to say, Red Bulls, the stadium's nice. I, I think you can get away with putting it. Toronto, uh, they didn't make the playoffs. Toronto's another good market. Orlando City, if the team would be somewhat decent, I think is an excellent market to put on television. Love the purple. But yeah, crew fans, tell, tell what, what's going on here? FC Dallas fans, why? How? NYCFC fans, do you exist? RSL fans, come on. Got to do better than that. This is a joke. Thankfully, Atlanta United plays at home next. So the television... Uh, sets for that game will be fine. The league can breathe a little bit easily, but uh, it, it's weird times. We are we are in weird times regarding MLS. Anyway, at Unc Sam Soccer Pot at Jake Watrova at Steven Jodrand. We'll be back here in a couple of days with Armand Kafai and his fiery takes because he's got them loaded. Till next time, bye. Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. 
With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Plus, at Metro, get the latest 5G phones, like a Samsung Galaxy for less than 100 bucks when you switch. That's the best deal in wireless, so you can take control of your day wherever it takes you. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details.